Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? So, uh, we do we we got the Wednesday Night War. Uh, we 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 will me and Primetime will talk about uh, NXT versus AEW Dynamite, and then we'll come back for the first time that we, we've had this in a while. Email questions, okay? So uh-huh. we, we we do that, but first we're gonna talk about the Wednesday Night War. All right, guys. So the Wednesday Night War is here. We are got NXT. Uh, this is the last NXT right before In Your House. And then we got AEW Dynamite with the TNT Championship is being defended for the very first time. So figure out who won for the week in this week's episode. So NXT starts off with uh, Miriam versus Candice LeRae. So uh, obviously they've been feuding for a while. This match doesn't really get anywhere as they fight and it causes a, a double count out. And then Gorgano comes in to try to help out his wife. But then Keith Lee comes in. And they're both in street clothes. So then we get a mixed tag team match player that is being uh, entered into it. So then we got Gorgano and Candice LeRae taking on me and Keith Lee. Mixed tag team matchup. The matchup, uh, like I said, it was what you expect. They both had on street clothes anyway. Uh me, me and Yim is trying to check on Keith Lee after Gorgano stabs him in the eye with a key. And then uh, Candice Ray rolls her up and they win. And Keith Lee is trying to grab Gorgano, but he slips out the ring. His hand is in between the steel steps and Gorgano kicks it and injures his hand. So all this opening segment, you know what I'm saying, uh, how'd you feel about it? I mean, it was all right. Honestly, I didn't have no problems with it. With the, the improv two tag match or anything. Well, we're gonna get an improv two tag match at in your house of the the six women's tag match. So obviously the match of me and Candice LeRae is not going to be happening, which that's the match I think we should be getting at in your house, but we're obviously not. Uh moving on, we get uh Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Tony Nice. Remember, Tony Nice was the reason why Swerve Scott was eliminated from the Cruiserweight Championship Group B when he won up against Jack Gallagher. So now he gets his spot here to go up against Tony Nice. Uh, good matchup here. Like I said, Swerve showing, showcasing all his good moves here. And then uh, he turned Tony Nice, attempted to the, uh, the Sunset Driver, encountering it, and then uh, beat Tony Nice. And Jack Gallagher tried to come in there and attack him. So Swerve gets his win back. Over Tony Nese. Tony Nese has been on a losing streak for the longest yeah, time. So I was like, man, what's what's going on here? Uh, did you enjoy the match? I mean, it was, it was solid. It's an NXT match, TV match. So. 
It was at Ashford and Simpson. Solid as a rock. Uh, we get a triple threat tag team number one contenders match with Undisputed Era taking on Danny Burch and Only Lurkin taking on the returning Bree Zongo. Bree Zongo is back. They're in the space suits and Fandango's looking healthier than ever. And they are in the matchup. For two weeks. For about two... It's always him that can injure yeah, he's an injury prone kind of guy. Not like Small Joe got to re- rely on commentary now. But uh, hey, I thought this right here was a, a a really decent matchup. Didn't see the way it was going to go, though obviously. But uh, Fandango hits the oh God, what does he call that move? The leg drop from the top rope. The last dance. The last dance. I was making sure I didn't want to say it wrong and be like, no, that's Jordan Jordan. I like that he does call it. The last dance, though. So, yeah, Fandango hits the last dance on Bobby Fish to pick up the win in a triple dead match. So, they are the number one contenders for the Tag Team Championships against uh, Imperium. I mean, of course, well, Imperium is going to They need somebody to destroy. Oh, I want to say, yeah, because you don't want to put them in a, a, a legit contest with that. Santana Garrett is back, uh, and she's taking on Aaliyah. Aaliyah is still trying to audition well, for the Robert. Maybe huh? Maybe the best dressed. Say what? Maybe the best dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Aaliyah's starting to get she's starting to look better in her wrestling outfits. She's still trying to audition for the Robert Stone brand. Robert Stone was left by Chelsea Green. And now Robert Stone is still all befuddled that his brand is down. But he's trying to cheer on Aaliyah to bring the, the next, you know, person in. They might they might do what Chelsea Green did in TNA. Yeah, what is it? Is when she she was supposed to have a wedding. I think she got left at the altar. She came out as that crazy character. Oh, she still God. had the wedding dress on every week. Yeah, and like her makeup was getting messed up and stuff like that. Oh, but for him, he probably started drinking or something. And yeah. He, oh, okay, yeah. I see. So they're gonna put the Chelsea Green gimmick on him. Maybe. Maybe. I can okay. See him he looked rough this week, so I just yeah. I was gonna say, so does he do the Robert Stone brand? Uh, continue it, or is it over now? You think? I don't think it's over. I think he just try. He his gimmick is trying so hard to find a uh, replacement. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it was hard losing Chelsea Green because you know it's Chelsea. So. Uh, so uh, Aaliyah loses the matchup at the Saint Gear, uh, gets lost with uh with the backhand spring moonsault, and then uh, Robert Stone is not impressed by Aaliyah, and I don't think Aaliyah's gonna keep trying. But this is an ongoing storyline where I, I think Aaliyah is eventually gonna end up with him, but I don't think Aaliyah is the one that should be. Or if she stayed with Vanessa Bourne, he could have started them off with a tag team or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Uh, your boy Cameron Grimes takes on Bronson Reed. <sighs> Yes. That's an automatic skip. And, and like, we can't we can't skip it. We know Bronson Reed and Cameron Grimes and I know you're not a big fan of Cameron Grimes, but uh Cameron Grimes did have uh, a pretty decent match where he hits the cave in on uh Bronson Reed for the win. So he's been picking up wins here. I guess. And then uh but after the matchup, Karrion Cross comes out and beats up Bronson Reed to send a message to Tommaso. Champa. So is it, is it is it wrong to ask you uh, how you felt about this match? Uh, I mean, it was it was alright. I mean, 
it is a Cameron Grimes match, so it can't be that good. But yeah, you are not you are not a fan of Cameron Grimes. Because it was a minimal, minimally decent. <laughs> I don't even get Baron Corbin that much credit. Now we're getting on to the main event of NXT. Obviously, tonight on NXT was a lot of video packages hyping up the women's triple threat match at uh, uh, t- TakeOver in your house. The Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole hype up for the backlot brawl that's going to be at in your house. And then also hyping up uh, all the other big-time matches to carry across it to Marshall Chopper. So that's what my NXT was mostly been filtering out this week. Also, we're going to give the predictions on the No Gimmick Seen of Wrestling Podcast. So you guys can check that out of our predictions of what's going to happen at NXT TakeOver in your house. So now we get to the, the main event. The main event is for the Cruiserweight Championship. Who's going to be the new Cruiserweight Champion? The finals. El Hijo del Fantasma takes on Drake Maverick for the Cruiserweight Championship. And uh, the matchup was good. It was very entertaining. There was no doubt in my mind that Drake was losing this matchup. He, he was going to lose it. But then, uh, so uh, Phantasma's goons come out, the ones who've been kidnapping everybody uh, for the past yeah, couple was, months. You know, I thought it was blatantly obvious, but I guess some people still didn't know. Yeah, and I, so I was just like, but what were they kidnapping them for? And I was like, we didn't get it further into that storyline or anything like that. What, whatever. Uh, then Drake Maverick dives to the outside to uh, take out the, 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 the ninja guys in the suits. Comes back in, and Phantasma hits him with his finishing move. Phantasma wins the Cruiserweight Championship, and Drake Maverick gets a standing ovation from his peers and co-workers. <laughs> That's instead of the crowd. And uh, Drake Maverick is uh, crying a little bit and about to go to the back, and I'm like, they're doing the Cedric. They're doing the Cedric. You, could you not tell that? I can tell that, but I was, I was, I was like, I can feel this was a work. I feel like this is a work from the beginning. I don't think it's work from the beginning. He got fired, but he cried on social media. He talked about how much he loved. First of all, what's one that WWE loves? Publicity, good publicity, not the bad kind. So yeah, but I mean, I just so they were they was keeping him in the match. Like if they would have fired him. Well, no, the thing was, he was, it's just like all the other NXT stars, they they let him finish his dates, and then all of a sudden, he got over with the, he started getting over with the fans, like, come on, Drake can actually do this, when when he he won a couple matches, to the point, he got over because he's fired, exactly, so they said they're going to make some money off this shit, and they did, that's why Leo Rush is mad at it, yeah, yeah, I can understand why he's mad, yeah, it was like it ain't no problem that they wanted to do with us. I mean, I lost my job on that day. I ain't, I ain't get no extra chance because I cried on camera. But you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, Leah Rush is another story in itself. But you know, uh, then Triple H comes out and gives him an NXT contract. Just wake up one morning and say, "I don't like Mark Henry." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he signs his ten-page contract. So. I don't know. It, it probably yeah. isn't a contract stating that, hey, we can fire you again. You know that, right? But, you know, he ain't <laughs> well, right. Here's the, here's the line where you don't get paid, sign that. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I don't, Jay Wright don't know what he signed, but he signed. So, just, uh, and this is just a nitpick. Yeah. Why did Triple H come out, give him the contract, and hand it to him to sign, and then gave him the contract to celebrate? Should Triple H take that back? Yeah, it is a nitpick, but yeah, I get you. <laughs> that, that, that is a nitpick, but hey, I'm not mad at you on that one. 
So that was NXT for this week. Uh, so he doesn't. It's a bittersweet. He doesn't have the championship, but he has his job. So going over to the more you know sensible people in the business, we have um, AEW Dynamite uh, this week, and uh, we start off with the show as a Black Lives Li- a Black Lives Matter message that is on uh, the screen and stuff like that because. You know, AW cares. Tony Khan has already showed the side of support that he is always going to do anything he can to learn and to be with us. You know, so I'm glad they did that. You know, they acknowledge what's going out in the world, and you can't ignore it, especially how hot and you know tension this thing is. This this thing hit different. So, uh, we, we, you know, we have Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Jim Ross on the broadcast. <laughs> You, you, you didn't get his new book on Audible? Under the Black Hat? You know what I'm happy for? What you happy for? Next week, Jericho's going to be on commentary. So. Uh, that, that should be entertaining. Who's going to be this? Him and Shivani? I hope so. Is Tyson coming? I hope not. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope it's just Jericho and Pineapple Pete on commentary all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, kicking so. off the program, we got... For the tag team, AEW Tag Team Champions, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page taking on Jimmy Havoc and Super Bad Kip Sabian. Why? But, you know, they won the match to get it uh, last week to be no more contenders, which I swore that was for best friends. But, I mean, what do I know? Uh, well, no. Best friends won no more contender match at the pay-per-view. <laughs> then they had another match the next week to say, all right, y'all fight them next week. Yeah, oh. but it, it was weird. Yeah, it it was weird. I mean, the match okay. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Havoc takes uh, Kenny Omega and then does a rolling Dream Valley Driver two with Hangman sitting in the corner and takes him out. Uh, good ke- good chemistry by the. I'm not big, Jimmy Havoc is more of a hardcore wrestler than me. He's not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he Joe Janela showed me he can do both. Joe Janela is one like I can do. I'm a hardcore wrestler and I can wrestle. You know, but they, Jimmy Harris is one, is one of the people kind of like um, who who was Sabu? Who, yeah, no, Sabu's worse. Sabu's worse. Uh, yeah, Sabu's like only hardcore. I'm just saying, but uh, I mean, Jimmy Harris ain't gonna embarrass himself in the ring, but I'm not going to. Whoa, let me go see a Jimmy Heavy regular match type thing. They uh, do good. Uh, Kenny Omega tosses uh Kip Sabian. On the Adam Hangman page and does a German suplex, and then they have him in the ring, and then they do their uh, buckshot feature combo, which for some reason I still love that combination. I know a lot of people don't, and uh, they win and retain the NXT. Uh, damn, the AEW <laughs> World Tag Team Championships. Uh, do you agree? Uh, did you did you enjoy it? Oh, sound like it's a nice little showing. Since they haven't been on Dynamite for a long time, exactly. So, what's going to happen now is now, since we just talked about earlier, it's going to be best friends taking on them for the championship at Fighter Fest, Mm -hmm. which is uh, two nights technically, two weeks back to back. Oh, okay. So, what day is that going to be landing on? I forgot, Uh, I can't remember. (laughs) June 11th, July 11th, I think. I don't know. Mm hmm. They're doing like a TNA thing. TNA used to have their pay-per-views on the show for oh, yeah. back-to-back weeks. J- so. J- if it, it's July 11th or June 11th? I think July. 
Okay, what's it? I'm about to say, if it's on, if it's on my birthday, then I'm, I'm with it. June 11th is like the uh, upcoming episode, so I think it's July. Okay. Uh, they have a video of Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard in a me- having a meeting in the back of an SUV. Uh, I think the search for Spears is over with. And yeah, missing piece right here until he's clutching his case in his hand. The missing piece that Sean Spears has been trying to fi- uh, find. And then it's a fingerless black leather glove. And he tried it on smiling. Wait, what do you think this indicates? A heel turn? <laughs> a real one? I don't know. <laughs> he said a real <laughs> that, that was funny. I mean, all the, ba- all the bad guys, I guess, use one glove. So, I guess it's going to be his gimmick now. I thought it was 90 Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, that's old Kane. You got Seth Rollins now. Well, Kane had fingers. Yeah. So we got uh, the Machine Brian Cage coming out with Taz uh, versus Sean Dean. Uh, basically, this you know Brian Cage dominates this. And uh, Taz grabs the microphone, and then he comes out. He's calling out uh, Moxley. And then he'll get the shit kicked out of you. This is not a game. This is serious. You need to get in your head in the game. Where your head's going to be taken off at Fighter Fest. Besides your title. This, that is Brian Cage. He is the machine. Beat him if you can. Survive if he lets you. Then Moxie comes down. He comes into there. And then uh, he comes to say, this is fun. And he'll smile and basically doing the whole kind of Dean Ambrose slash John Moxie type uh, proing. A promo. Uh, he said, but, but very clear, step into the ring with my title on the line, and this is the farthest thing from a game. Brian Cage, you're the machine. I'm only human. I can be beat, but dude, it will take all, it will take you all night long. Taking the AEW Championship away from me is a different prospect entirely. And you're going to find out that at Firefest, you're in over your head and realize that you're swimming with a different breed of shark. Good promo here. That's uh, a good line. Yep. It is, but the question I want to know is: so what happens with his double or nothing coin? Is this cash? Is considered cash in? Nah, I was just thinking that was already the date that they set for him to uh, do it. So if he loses, he can cash that coin in that that, 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 that poker chip no. again and get a the coin. Again? Is it, the coin is not a briefcase. The coin, oh. the, the coin isn't like a briefcase or anything. It's just what you want in the match. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I don't think he's gonna carry it around everywhere, but you know, I get it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe when the match comes, then he'll give it to a ref. I don't, I don't know. Alice Marvez was on location, and a, a construction site found uh, Lance Archer assaulting a wrestler. With a mask on. Yeah, with a mask. <laughs> so, he was all, he said, Ada was not going to stop me. I'm here to be a damn, I'm not here to be a damn spot monkey. I'm here to be a monster. I'm going to show you pain and torture like you never experienced before. And why everybody, and when I say everybody dies, I mean everybody dies. And Jake Roberts kind of apologized to Alex Marvarez, but Lance Archer's man from that loss from Cody at uh, Double or Nothing. I feel like they're going to make. Jake kind of do what um, Paul Heyman does. Mm-hmm. Where he kind of like 
begs them to stop beating people up. I like that. I kind of don't. I mean, it all depends. It's like you, you know, you're going so crazy, but uh, he might knowing Jake Roberts, he probably wants somebody to keep on going. I guess. Okay, so then I did. Please tell me you saw this. I didn't get you to see this. Uh, the private party in the in the bar with Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah, I did. I did see that actually. Alright, so tell you what happened because I missed this bar. I missed the sequence. I wanted to see. Basically, putting them over. It was like, it's like, oh, you guys are a good tag team, just like me and my brother. <laughs> Anything you guys need, I'll be right there. Basically, that's what he said, word by word. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, oh, thank you, man. So, this is regular Matt Hardy, by the way. Not Damascus. Not none of them. Just regular. Matthew Hardy. Just regular Matthew Hardy. Got you. Okay. Yep. And then, so he said, yeah, we cool, man. Okay, so. Uh, all right. That's not cool. I ain't got a chance to see it. So, yes, Friday Fest will be broadcast over two nights. Wednesday, July 1st, and July 2nd. Night 2 is Wednesday, July 8th. Okay, so. Two AEW nights. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, and it's going to be live and free on TNT. So, yeah, I think the last one. Well, last one was pretty good, though. But, uh, yeah, the last one was okay, but it made sense for them to call it Fighter Fest because it was like an actual thing with, a, with the CEO gaming, but this year it's just its, its own thing, so. Gotcha. I guess. Maybe they'll donate the proceeds like they did last year. What, what, what was the preview that they don't donate the proceeds to the, all the school shootings? That was a uh, uh, fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen, okay. Gotcha. I don't know if they're doing that again or not, but uh, hey. They might. It's Florida, man. Boom, boom. Coke Cabana is taking on Lee Champion. I hate that that's his official nickname. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like Boom Boom? No. I, I understand. Having it, in, having it in the theme song is, is cool, but when that's your nickname, mm-hmm. that, it's, it's, it's so Jericho blames Coco Banner for getting in his way for attacking Mike Tyson so that's why he wants to face him tonight and then QT Marshall is still seen flirting with the bunny which is his wife on the outside so or, is it his wife or are they just dating in the storyline or in real life in real life in real life she's married to the blade oh shit okay she's married to the blade in real life okay but QT Marshall in the storyline they just flirting for some reason yes Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, uh, the matchup was all right, but you know, in a Coco Band match, will go a certain way. Yeah, like he tried to go and and go to the corner and jump over Jericho, but he comes right down to the Judas effect, and uh, Jericho pins him. Jericho's talking all kinds of stuff to about Tyson, how he wants Tyson, he wants to match with Tyson, so we we getting that stuff built up, but he wants to challenge any man in the back. You know, saying that uh, got the cojones to come out there. and Face the La Champion, and here comes freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. And then he comes the out. The baddest man on the planet is what he said. The baddest man on he the said, planet. I want the baddest man on the planet. Then Orange Cassidy comes out. And then he comes in there. He puts Jericho's hands in his belt as he's going in his pockets. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Uh, so Jer- don't have pockets, so Jericho just uh, awkwardly standing there. Yeah. So uh, Jericho and Hagger that's out there are trying to attack. But Cassie just rolled outside the ring and had a best friend just take him over the uh, the barricade. 
So I thought that I thought that was a uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and then, and then, and then of course all the Undertaker comes down and stares at him and stuff like that. So this is not over. We probably get a match of Cassidy and Jericho next week, maybe. Uh, next week or they try to stretch it out for Fighter Fest or something. Oh God, with that Fighter Fest? Because Fighter Fest, I thought it would be Tyson and Jericho. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Never know. No, they smarter than that. They will have people pay for Tyson and Jericho. They will. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. All right. So then get, we, get, somebody test no time to train. Yeah. Uh huh. We get a we get a a training video of Doctor Brent Baker, DMD, Road to Recovery, mm-hmm. and then we get a uh, Big Swole taking on Nyla Rose in the Power Rangers gear. In the hey, I have no problem with the Power Rangers gear at all. Uh. Decent matchup. Uh, sw- First of all, that that Yellow Ranger swole gear is really hot, though. I liked it. Yeah. I like, so she should have had the Black Ranger gear, but I guess she can't. Well, right now. well, I mean, I guess she was Aisha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I was about to say, so Aisha be a power Because if, if, if they had another, the only other Black girl Power Ranger was the one from Dino Charge, right? That pink one? Or purple one? You're talking about, like, in general? In general, yeah. Yeah, no, they had a lot, but they usually are yellow. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, you're right, because you, know, you had the one, you had Aisha cousin from Z and all that stuff. All right, sorry we getting that Power Ranger nerd on, but yeah, uh, good matchup here. Uh, Big Swole tries to go for that extra long, too much sequence forearm that she do, and then dirty uh, dancing. Yeah, what, what she call it? Dirty dancing. Yeah, dirt, dirty dancing. Uh, and then Bud Nala Rose hits her with that power bomb for the win. So uh, Nala Rose wins the matchup here, and then uh, so I was like, it's a good matchup, but you know, Swole's out the champion. And all the women just still did looking at it. She's still a dominant force. All right, and then of course I did not come back until the main event. So I need to know there was two interviews that Tony Schiavone did: one with Darby <laughs> Allen, and then one with uh. FTR. So, how do one with Darby Allen go? Basically, he was like, "Well, Darby, uh, you were trying to get Taz was trying to get you, and he, he did, and you got beat up by Cage." And Darby was like, "Yep, but I had the last laugh," and they walked off. Basically, okay. Long story short, That's and a- then uh, the other one, we have to, uh, FTR. Yeah, he was like, "So, what does FTR mean?" It was like, "It mean whatever we wanted to mean." And then uh, we're gonna follow the rules, and the Lucha Brothers suck, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we wanna. That's what it, what they said. Yeah, literally called out the Lucha Brothers for no reason. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, um, "Oh my god, we attacked the Blade and the Butcher last week because we want the Young Bucks to be a hundred percent when we beat them." Mm-hmm. And then um, at the end of the thing, Tony Tony Schiavone was like, "I thought FTR stand for Bleak the Revival." <laughs> And it was like, no. They bleep, they bleep with that too. It's like bleep the bleep. bleep. Gotcha. Bleep. They bleep, yeah. Uh, but then um, Butch and Blade come out and try to attack them, and then they get separated by security. Okay, so that's going to be the fighter face match then. Nah, I think they fight next week. Oh, Butch and Blade taking on FT. Okay, their first matchup next week in AEW, baby. <laughs> and uh, hold on, real quick. Mm-hmm. I just want to read what, uh, oh my God. 
I'm gonna have to get this out. I, I just wanna read what, what Dax said. I'm, I'm searching for it right now. Oh, he he said to, to Tony Schiavone. No, I'm talking what he said like about this match. All right, oh. he said things you probably won't see in our match: jumping knee strikes, <laughs> handprints on our thighs, jumping <laughs> off the top, miss land and on my feet and do a roll, a super kick, a bicycle kick. A diamond cutter variation, or with a fancy name, a Canadian destroyer, and a dive. <laughs> That's some great old stuff to do. No handprints on our thighs. I like that. I like that. Uh, that is actually hilarious. Uh, backstage, Alex Marvarez is interviewing Cocabana, and then about his loss, and then Brody Lee, Mister Brody Lee. Interrupts interview is uh, what you do after the loss. Cole, I can help you with that. And then he kind of walked off because he's trying to get Coca Band into the Dark Order, which I don't think I'm ready for. But hey, hey, Christopher Dance, can you tell him how I feel about the Dark Order? The Dark Order sucks. <laughs> Every time. Okay. Main event time Jungle Boy taking on the TNT champion, the American Nightmare, Cody, accompanied by the coach, Arn Anderson. First time defense for don't yeah, uh, for uh, TNT championship. Did he, 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 I said do the fireworks. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> all right, now we wait till after the match. Yeah, so these two have a, a good matchup. Uh, MJF is out on ringside. He's threatening uh, telling Jungle Boy to uh, punch him. Uh, Jungle Boy doesn't. But I'm saying, but uh, him and Cody. Uh, has some pretty decent chemistry here. Yeah, surprisingly. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Cause first of all, Jungle Boy is good. You know what I'm saying. And then I'm like, ever since he's been, he's been like more in singles matches. You know what I'm saying. I think he's you know been real good. So on the outside, you know, AEW likes the old WCW stuff. They got the raise uh rampway, and Cody gets flung into that. He, he tried to charge at Jungle Boy, and he kind of like flies into that. And then uh, he, Cody gives the color. He got to get the dusty color with the blonde hair. Of course. Ooh, you guys, Cody, you got to make this match. You know, after a while, uh, Cody going to be as bad as Ric Flair. Like, you touch him and he just bleeds. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I, I, Cody likes that old school wrestling. That's old school. So I was like, but you know, my man, you, you about to be 40 years old, too. So, I mean, like, you might want to uh, chill a little bit. Just saying, they all to, to, to the younger guys. I'm guessing. Uh, as Jungle Boy goes to the top, Cody hits with a drop kick, hits a beautiful stalling superplex. Haven't seen that move in a while, other than when Randy Orton tries to do it, but he don't do it all the way. Uh, stalling suplex, and then uh, Jungle Boy kicks out of two. Uh, also, they're also fighting on the other end of the top rope, and. Uh, Cody's fighting, Jungle Boy's pushing him, and the Jungle Boy kind of like falls forward. At first, I didn't see the table. Okay. So, okay. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, yo! Was that a botch? And then, because he's like, he leans forward, and then I see that they fell th- uh, they fell through the table. And I was like, wait a minute. Where'd that table come from? Did I miss him set up the table? No, it was, it was there. Okay. So, but for some reason, Jungle Boy's the one that pushed Cody into the table, but Cody was the first one up. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, uh, I, 
I, I didn't get that one. Uh, Cody tries to go for a sunset flip, but the Jungle Boy tries to reverse it and gets the quick pin. He knew it wasn't going to win that way. And then Cody hits the crossroads, spikes Jungle Boy right on his head, and then he wins the matchup. And it was a good matchup between Jungle Boy and Cody. And then after the match, and then after. <laughs> well, first of all, everybody came out. You had the whole Jurassic Express came out with Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt, who's literally fourteen years old, and uh, you had the coach Arn Anderson, and of course his wife Brandy. Everybody came out. I think Dustin was out there too. QT and yeah, and I was like, literally, everybody was the fuck out there. It didn't need to be. And I was just like, okay, so then they, they hug in the ring and give, you know, respect. And then it's your time to shine. Cody gives off the, you you, you weren't going to do it? Oh, oh my God. Do it again. Okay. And then after everybody's in the ring and they hug kiss it, then that's where Cody's, uh, you know, what goes off. Yeah, and so yeah, Cody still the 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 TNT champion, which you know that's going to happen. But yeah, it was a a good good matchup. So that's where AEW ends. So who wins, AEW or NXT? I give it to AEW this week. Uh, NXT is more like a it was their go home show, but it was it was more like a video package show. Gotcha. That's what it seemed like. Yep. Gotcha. So yeah, that was uh, NXT for this week. So uh, make sure uh, we we gonna finish out uh, the rest of the podcast now. But uh, I, I'm gonna give it to AEW winning it for me this week, all because you know the, the main event was cool, even though Cody overdoes shit a lot. But yeah, it, it, it was it for me. So I had no problem with that. All right, so that was the Wednesday Night War, everybody. So now we got to talk about. I, I got two email questions that uh, so you can email us if like I said anytime you want to at therealnerdcoalition.com once again that's therealnerdcoalition.com c-o-a-l-i-t-i-o-n but recently when it comes to people asking questions we don't get them on the email we get them on Twitter or Instagram so we got two questions here and I, I thought they were very powerful questions and uh, the first question that I have here is uh it was it was tweeted to me by hold on all right so it's from uh blizzard fingers 35 and he said you know he tweeted at us he said just wanted to ask a real in all capitals question as a black man how do you follow wwe the way they uh dumb their no oh was oh yeah dumb their noses at black society is uh I guess a bit horrifying. I'm not judging, I'm just curious of your reasoning. So, as a black man, I say, okay, this question is directed uh at me, but I have black co hosts also. So I figure we can all answer that question. So I'm I'm gonna sit here and say this. It's kinda like I've been watching wrestling since 1992 okay and obviously all I've seen the majority of my time watching wrestling is white men that's just what wrestling was barely even any women at that time I started with WCW 
in my first match, as everybody knows, was Vader versus Bulldog in '92. On Saturday night. I know. So, oh, yeah. On WCW Saturday night. And that was my show. And my grandfather got me real into it. He was a huge Ric Flair fan. So, me and my grandfather were very, very close. And every Saturday night would be uh, wrestling nights until Nitro started. And then when Nitro started, it was every Saturday night and every Monday. But I wasn't allowed to stay up the full Monday and watch Nitro because it was on a school night. So, I didn't see, get to see all the early days of, of Nitro until, you know, after he passed away. But my grandfather passed away in 1997. So, that was at that was my best friend that, that passed away because that's all I had. And then I've always stuck with the wrestling because that's what i grown up on. That's what he, you know, uh, raised me on. Now, I've watched wrestling and then... I had a I have a genuine love for the sport and activity of wrestling. Now granted I've seen all my, you know, black wrestlers there try to make sound like I was a fan of the nation. Obviously a domination. You know, I I, I was then when they broke up I was a fan, you know, Mark Henry, Dito Brown, stuff like that. And but WWE for over the years and not just WWE, wrestling in general has been a racist organization, as we heard from Booker T, and WWE has been very racially insensitive. Very. Over all these. I had never said Vince McMahon wasn't racially insensitive. And if he's a racist, then probably is. But I'm saying, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, insensitive to race. But I've always, you know, <clears throat> just liked it because it, it, it felt like it, scared. it was a world I could get away from. Now, I don't know if this guy's a wrestling fan or not. But it's kind of like, because like my, my best friend, uh, Left Brain, you can listen to his on Drug Thoughts Over Tongues. He is a guy who loves football. He lives and breathes football. That's all he loves. That's, that's all he used to do. Mm-hmm. And he's still oh, to this... He used to do Well, I mean, he's older and he got kids. He can't play it no more. He wanted, oh, to, be, okay, he wanted, okay, to, be pro, okay. he wanted to be a pro baller, but uh, uh, he, he couldn't. Uh, she was about to say he done like boycotted. Oh, okay. No, but, but but the thing is, people would think that what happened with the Kaepernick thing, he wouldn't even watch NFL no more. Okay. But there's still there's still an audience out there that watches the NFL. And there's still a black audience that watches it. And you know, it's no matter what I say, it's not gonna be the right answer for some people. But, you know, I enjoy seeing the upcoming of black superstars that's in professional wrestling and they are there because they love the sport just as much as I do and no matter what you do in this world a lot of things that 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 we like or support is racist stuff or build off racist minds that's just the truth you know and if we boycott everything that you know turns their nose or gets I mean got black folks out here still wearing Tim's. You think the guy who created Timberlands likes us? <laughs> okay, I'm saying, but everybody want them butters on their feet. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, uh, we're not going to say like, like the NBA ain't got no problems with it neither. I mean, yeah, is Adam Silver's a good commissioner or something, but was it built on that? No. We weren't even, they were the New York Knickerbockers back in the day. Okay, so I'm saying, so everything that we invested in loving, you know what I'm saying, has been almost build off racist minds and wrestling is absolutely no different but the Kofi mania thing that I see 
the Mark Henry stuff that I see, the Rock stuff that I see, the Booker T stuff I see, yes. Could could those superstars have been booked better on certain things? Have they have they been successful? Absolutely. I like seeing that rise. I I like getting invested in what the sport of professional wrestling is, and because I'm so invested in it with my grandfather, it's hard for me to let go. There were some years like I stopped really like I let go of wrestling in from like 2007. No, I'm lying. Uh, I will say 2008 to 2011. I stopped watching wrestling. I didn't watch a Raw. SmackDown was 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 just a Raw Super Show. I didn't watch any of that Basically, stuff. Yeah. And then when I came back into it, that that exactly happened because I came back into it because The Rock was supposed to be the host of WrestleMania 27. Mm-hmm. And when I watched yeah. WrestleMania 27, I was like, I'm mad. I came back to this shit because WrestleMania 27 sucked. But The Rock and Cena build up a match for next year, a year in advance. That's what got me back interested into it again. So then I'm like, okay, what did I miss? So I went back and captured everything from 2011, 2010, 2009, and 2008. And I'm just like, because the last thing I see in 2008 was WrestleMania. And I ain't watched too much stuff from 2008. And then... uh I started, you know, then I found another passion for it. I found another love for it. And then when it comes to my African-American brothers and sisters in wrestling, I've seen the opportunity have has grown for them. And I like seeing them win. I like being invested in that. I like seeing them win and accomplish something. I like seeing my people accomplish stuff that they are passionate in. If we, we all, I mean, like I said, there's so much racist bias that these these things are built off of. If we just shut down everything and don't support anything that he that we think is racist, then we, we honestly not doing anything. And you can sit there and say, "Well, why don't every NFL player you know leave for the thing about Kaepernick?" I mean, it it's not that easy. And there's no there's no better way. Do, do I support racism? Absolutely not. We just heard what we, we talked about on this whole show. And WWE, you know, uh, has been very, very racially insensitive to all races, you know, in, in WWE. I'm not I'm not saying that they haven't. But I will never... Not even just to African-Americans, but anybody. Any, yeah, any race. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying any race, you know what I'm saying, they have been racially insensitive to that race. And they will exploit... Suzuki. Yeah, they will exploit and make fun of, and then you know Vince get a whole fucking laugh they made out of it. Some more and play a Japanese guy. Exactly. Who? Yokozuna. Oh, Yokozuna. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> so they have been. I'm, you know, yeah. I, was, I was thinking of Aki Bono. I'm like, huh? Oh yeah, huh? <laughs> no. But yeah, so they also been... uh, Akeem, the African Dream. Uh, yeah, I see the Akeem African Dream and have 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 it passed the uh, Reverend Slick. Man wore do ray and said the N word. He also produced Kamala. He did. Yeah, I held on to my pad. You know, God rest his soul. Crime Time was coonery. Yeah. And Crime Time somehow got over, but crime, when Crime Time first came out in twenty sixteen, uh, in two thousand six, I'm like, what the hell is this? Yo yo yo! Grab your rollies and your 40s. Like, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching old footage. I yeah, like okay. how they. I wish they would have kept them doing stuff with Ron Simmons though. 
I mean, I agree. And it's just like, you know, certain things, you know, get got over because that's, that's all we had. But it's just like now we're seeing more legit teams. Like the Street Profits is the Street Profits, but it seemed like the Street Profits were more legit thing than, you know, uh, Crime Time was. It's like the Viking Raiders are more legit version of, you know, um, the Highlanders. Animal or Hulk? No, no, the oh, Highlanders, okay. what they had back that, that, in 2005. Oh, yeah, I remember the Highlanders. Yeah, yeah so, <clears throat> so you know, and there is, like, a lot of legit opportunities of, there, or there is more black people on the roster that's known more than ever before. Before, back in the day, you had to pick and choose who the black people were. And back then, like I said, people was giving the rock shit and they didn't even want to count him to the point where it's like you had to pick and choose who the black people were. But now you, you've seen you've seen us grow and thrive as a society in that very sport of of private places that didn't want you. Kind of like when we see the rise of Tiger Woods in golf or when we see the rise of Arthur Ashe and Serena Williams and all them in tennis. I like seeing us thrive in places where we don't belong. If that makes sense. Prime as a black man also. Uh, let me get your opinion. I mean, I, mm. I of course like it with like, say like for example, I watch with my uncles, my cousins and stuff. Mm-hmm. At first, well, my uncle still don't like the New Day. Especially at first, he hates the New Day. Like, he calls them the booty boys. Mm-hmm. He hates the new day. I show the old days of crime time. He hates crime time because you know, obviously, how it makes them look. He mm-hmm. hates hard truth overall. Uh, so I guess you know when they get on them characters and them seem like the only time he walks in is when one of them are wrestling. Mm-hmm. He just hates. He just hates uh, the way that they I guess make him look. I'm like, and I'm telling him, I'm like, not all of it is like that. But when that's all he walks in the scene, he's it, like, "Yeah, but, but I don't you know, know what? Why you watch this? Not all of them were even like that. Because if you look at the, the growth of the wrestling, because of course they did something that got themselves over so they can make their money. And mm-hmm. and, you know, and Charles Gambino told me, "Get your money, black man, right?" <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but remember, Big E was the one doing the five count. He bought the five count back. Mm-hmm. You know, you had you you had Kofi Kingston who was out there, you know, being successful as you know the Jamaican thing. Uh, now Xavier Woods, if you look at Consequences Creed in TNA, is when he was you know more of a legit competitor. Yeah, and Jay Lee, something like that. I mean, now once again, it all depends. If you're talking to somebody who's just like you know somebody black and they, they turn on wrestling and they don't necessarily get it, because you know there there are characters, there are people that you know that that you create and that you get over but there they were like I remember I remember when R-Truth was legit when R-Truth was in the main event when he was was smoking cigarettes yeah you know his character was legit and he had the whole conspiracy thing Mm -hmm. and how him and The Miz ruined that whole Hell in the Cell match in 2011 between CM Punk Del Rio and um Cena did they really ruin it I mean I mean no about to say but you know how they had them arrested angle and they put him in the main event with The Rock and John Cena. So, yeah, you know, exactly what I'm saying. So, all of them don't coon all the time. Now, granted, yeah, you know, New Day has, you know what I'm saying, it, it has. New Day has their moments. Yeah. New, New, Day be, New, New Day be having their moments sometimes. Especially at first, though. Yeah. At first, yeah. I mean, 
I remember when I first seen New Day, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Kofi Kingston? I ain't know all new only person I knew was Kofi. I'm like, nah, not my guy Kofi. Who is these other brothers? I don't know them. But uh But nah, I mean even but nowadays like since I think the New Day have been a little bit more serious since Kofi's title win. Well, I would say the whole Kofi Mania run is when the New Day was more serious and when it was feuding yeah, with the yeah. when it was feuding with the Usos. But, you know, when they got nothing to do or they I be trying to claim the Usos so bad. <laughs> Bruh, the Usos be trying to claim us too. So <laughs> so you know, uh but anyway, I, I didn't mean to cut you off prime time. No, nah, it's cool. No, nah, I was just saying though, like that's just how they view those when they ask me why do I still watch it. I'm mean, I'm just like like I watch wrestling. Honestly, to be honest with you, the product is so trash, I don't know why I haven't cut it off. But I guess it just entertains me something that I like. And it they still have good stuff for people still. Like people come like the coffee thing. Mm-hmm. We talk about the Usos are thriving. Every time they on there when they are on there. Mm-hmm. Naomi is doing good. You know, you got Tamina, Nia Jax, of course, we talked about earlier. Like well, not granted, Tamina, you got Sasha Banks. Y'all just, people are doing good though. It's like like granted, all the black people are not gonna be champions at the same time. They not, well, they were at one point. They, they they were. I'm saying, but you know, and you had those little moments, and I I, I screenshotted that that tweet because that was a moment. But uh, you know, it's like, but those times, you know, I sometimes I don't know what people are looking for if they're not wrestling fans. Like they they want them all to be on top. Like, well, they never win, win this championship, win this championship, win this championship. Well, I think I know what they mean though. Like, for example, the way that they, the way that our truth acts, is, I know what some people think it's funny, but like. Do you really gotta be that stupid all the time? Like, no, you don't. I mean, like I said, like d- d- he be he be cooning, and but it's but when I watch, you know, if I when I watch Archie's twenty four, right? Mm-hmm. I looked at that. Down, I was like, this man is highly intelligent. Yeah, but and, you wouldn't know that if you watch exactly. Uh, you, you wouldn't know that, right? And I'm sitting there thinking, like, this man found a formula on how. To get his money in a place where he knows his people aren't wanted, he found that formula. Like, like when I watch it, and I'm just like, you know, he's like one of Mr. Man's favorite guys. Don't know how, but I'm just saying, you know, he is. He found he found a way to be successful in that company. Now, once again, if it makes him look like a fool, people may look at him like he has no dignity for acting that way. Or he, he, he took us back years and stuff like that. You know, I can understand, you know, that being a thing. But then look how, you know, the the, the growth of Bobby Lashley. You know, and what he's doing now being more, well, I'm glad he's being more legit now. But uh, how about you, Q-Flo, as a, as a black man? You know, now I know you don't watch today because of the crowd, but I'm just saying, but, you know, just watch Wrestling Joe when Goldberg was, you know, sp- taking out Evolution. Oh, yeah. Uh... Well, I mean, I, th- I thought they were just asking, like, how me as a black man, enjoy- that's what they're asking, how I'm enjoying wrestling. Like, even though it's blatantly well, ignorant. Well, 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 basically, he's saying WWE, but I'm telling you, all wrestling is it has been rooted in some kind of racism. Oh, yeah, no, that's a fact. So, um, but, but the, the tweet was saying, when it comes to WWE. Yeah, because I don't want to mishandle the question. Yeah. So when it comes to WWE, you know why do we I still mean, why do we still watch 
when you know they 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 turn our nose up at us and basically treat us like less than equal. Um, to be honest, I I don't know why we still watch it because we have every right to turn it off. But um, I'm not really a long I'm not a long time fan, but uh, I don't know. I didn't grow up on a lot of black wrestlers, like. I wasn't here for the I wasn't here for the Rock's main era. Like uh I had I grew up first black wrestler I seen well it was the Rock, but like first one I seen in action was probably hmm, who's the first black wrestler I seen in action? It was either Mark Henry or Sheldon okay. Benjamin. Okay, okay. And this is back when I thought for some reason I thought Kurt Angle was black. <laughs> uh, I, I, um, yeah, I don't know why. I just thought he could have been that black. Huh? I said, oh man. You mean how tan he is? Yeah, that's why they drugged uh, up I did. Like, Perp Kurt. Perp Kurt. But yeah, uh. But yeah, uh, so like, you know, they weren't really winning like that anyway, so. Even like like with Bobby Lashley, I remember. I still remember Bobby Lashley's debut. Like it was crazy to me because like, yo, we found we got one now. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, we got a Brolic brother now. Like, but yeah. um, anyway, I don't know why I still watch it. Besides the fact that you know I do find it highly entertaining. Wrestling's highly entertaining. Honestly, the product been so trash. If we not turning it off, I don't know what make us turn it off. This man just come on and say, I hate black people. <laughs> yeah, like. I mean, yeah, that will probably be the key. I'm just saying. But, and like I said, I, I don't know if he's a wrestling fan himself or if he's just somebody that, you know, supports, you know, black people. And this was like, okay, you watch wrestling and then he probably watches it from the side. Because you got a lot of people that's like that that probably just don't chew. Like I said, I'm invested because me and my best friend, my grandfather, watched it. And then so it's just like I never was able to let it go. And when I did let it go for, for those years, so, something drew me back to it because, like I said, the product just wasn't that good. It wasn't because, you know, about mistreatment of black people or stuff like that. I just like seeing us win in sports that we're not welcome. Everybody, you're going to have yourself successful black people in basketball. We dominate that sport. You're going to have successful black people in football. We dominate that sport minus the quarterback position. So... The ones that we got dominate sometimes. Exactly. The one, not the black quarterbacks we got to dominate. Yeah, so I'm saying, so we, those sports we dominate, but we don't dominate baseball. We don't dominate wrestling. We don't dominate hockey. We don't dominate golf, tennis, swimming. So, you know, those are, you know, our sports have been rooted in some kind of racism. And then when we're in there, because we're passionate about that sport, because of how we were raised in there, it's just like, yeah. I want to see us win. Or like I said, people may have a different story. Like my, my best friend may still be invested in football because that, that was just his love and passion. And then it's just like, yeah, do you know, I, I, you, they're, they're dealing with racist people. You, you want the stuff to change, but I still want to support those, those black players that's in there, you know, busting their ass and trying to make a living as well. And when Apollo Crews is on my TV as the United States champion, I'm not turning that off. I'm supporting Apollo Crews. MVP is there to put people over, but MVP is still good at what he do. And Bobby, or, or kind of, we had that all-black main event was a couple week a couple weeks ago with MVP and Bobby Lashley taking on 
the street profits. Well, that never happens. You know, when there is, like I said, I've been watching wrestling since 92. When have you seen a black man event like that? Granted, you can, granted, you can make all the excuses in the world about how, uh, well, they got no superstars, the COVID's there, take all their main spots, blah, 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 blah. That That is true. But still, you have a su- successful amount of stars and, you know, if Vince was petty enough, he he wouldn't have to put him in the main event. He could have put somebody else in that main event. Trust me, he wouldn't have cared. Vince would have put Jenny Mahal in that main so, event if he needed to. I got I got a question. Sure. When you see segments like the Street Profits playing golf or looking bad at whatever they be playing, how will somebody that's not a wrestling fan do that though? They'd be like, you actually watch this? Yes, that's the thing. Like I said, it, it all depends on how, how, how we're investing in wrestling. They, when people watch, the, like, not a wrestling fan or don't watch wrestling, they wouldn't know that's the storyline. That's part of the story, part of the act, part of the skit. Content that they just probably see them being coonery or acting stupid on television and they're exploiting, you know, black people. Like that. I, look, I ain't gonna lie to you. I love Bianca Belair, but. The first came on it. You can't tell me she wasn't a homegirl. She was. She was. But she did. Bianca Belair did the homegirl thing. What about Sasha? Sasha is the Sasha boss. Sasha is too. Well, she's a heel, but Bianca's like. Bianca Sasha's was a, a heel too. From like, she's a, a homegirl from like L.A. Bianca's a homegirl from Detroit. Yeah. So, I mean, they both had their homegirls in there. I'm going to say, yeah, Sasha's kind of. I don't want to say volley girl, though. But, uh, Sasha. Sasha Banks now is not the Sasha Banks in 2014. There's a difference. See, I say when Sasha first came in, Sasha was hood. Okay, that's what it was. She was gaudy and she was hood. That was the boss. That's what everybody want, kind of want her to go back to. Uh, Bianca Belair, when she came in, everybody used to call her Sasha 2.0. When Bianca Belair came in, you know what I'm saying, she, she, she was doing the hood thing too. But I think Bianca Belair did it better than Sasha did because she incorporated EST in there. Yeah, because she is from a different part of the hood. Yeah, she incorporated, and I, I like that EST thing that she incorporates in there. And then you know you have a, a lot of other super, kind of like this. If this if this guy, I'm not judging him. I don't know if he does not, but if he watches me and Yim, he probably gonna think, well, she's she's Asian. Me and Yim be riding for her black side hard. Yep. Okay, and the thing is, I I was ignorant to it too. I didn't know she was mixed. Yeah, because they didn't bring it up. They exactly. didn't bring it up when she was a teenager because it didn't matter. Not it, that to say that it matters, but you know, every time <coughs> she's on TV, Morrow, the Blazing Batty, every so, time. Exactly. Well, then when the media uh, came out like L.A. Hood, too, and I was like, well, well, why is the Asian girl doing this? And then I found out. <laughs> I didn't know she was mixed, but I'm just saying. But look at the level of talent that African Americans have gotten within the 2010s. Yes. Leo. Yeah, we have WWE has gotten so much talent, and even in other wrestling organizations, so much talent has been there, and it's like you know, and to them to make a name for themselves because you got you can argue out other companies, a lot of other African Americans that's there that are good and have not made names for themselves. Yeah, just like Mr. Andy's favorite wrestler, uh, Nasty Leroy. <sighs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. But uh, anyway, <laughs> okay, okay, we even that for the Hogan thing. So okay, <laughs> okay, it's all to say. But uh, 
there, like I said, when you look at these different organizations, and then when, and then when, and then when you get black people that is getting that spot, they're getting different opportunities and chances that they didn't get back in the nineties or they didn't get back in the early two thousands. A black a black wrestler back in the mid two thousands or the early two thousands was called a low card act. Now we now we are in the main events with that. So I like seeing us win, and I know my grandfather would enjoy seeing us win. And like I said, I'm just I'm just passionate about the sport about it. Now, once again, you know they just come out and just basically make a blank statement, which they won't because WWE is all about PR. So, oh yeah, exactly. So you know they they won't come out and say nothing stupid like that. But that's why I uh, I'm still in there. And our second, you know, uh, I appreciate you got a tweet. So if you guys ain't got any questions, if you don't want to email us, you guys can tweet us at. NC place number two B, or uh, write us on Instagram. Now this is an Instagram one that I got. Uh, Swag sent it to me. It's from this other guy, but um, <clears throat> I I didn't get the name, so I do apologize about that. I'll try to put it in the description. But he uh, claimed that how do we feel about WWE using you know keep calling back the, the old guard, the old timers, and not letting these young guys get to shine. I'm pretty sure we both we all have just the same universal answer. It sucks. It does suck. Here's my thing. Go ahead. These young bloods got to show and prove. Give them a reason not to bring in the Goldbergs, the Batistas. You got to show and prove. No, nah, that's I, a very interesting way of thinking. Man, I'm not going to that, but nah, I didn't because NXT blows everybody out of the water every time. But um. Nah, it's 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 for the money. It's for the money, and I understand that. And I'm I'm never gonna get mad at the good nostalgia feels like like Goldberg. But if don't don't give me you know Jonathan Coach or the Boogeyman or something like that. Like if you're gonna take us on a nostalgia trip, take us on a good one. Like Mr. A and E, I'm sure your wife is gonna be very excited to see her boy Christian on Raw next week. Oh, for the peep show. Whenever, I, I don't know what he's coming back home, for. So. Right. He's coming back. Raw Christian is coming to Raw on Monday. For the peep show. For his peep show. So he'll be getting concerto. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Edge going to be on there, too. So he'll be getting concerto. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, for all my peeps. But, you know, uh, I I see pros and cons of it, but here's the thing. They, I don't think the young superstars are giving a chance to make a name for themselves. But, yeah. however, I also think the audience does not have the necessary patience for them to make a name for themselves. And well, it's hard. It, it, yeah, it, it is hard right. to do that. Because look, if you think back to all the big superstars, right? Brock Lesnar became a name because he did the Goldberg route. But the whole Brock Lesnar era lasted from like March of, 20 to, of 2002 to November. That's a, that, that's a while. Then you also have the rise of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle came in November of 1999 and debuted against Taz and then had one of the best rookie years of, of them all and then Kurt Angle from then that first year then after that when you know he kept on you know uh, doing his thing in 2001 they had to match with Shane and then 2002 cut his hair and became the wrestling machine so that Kurt Angle it took years to get to that main event when, uh, well I can't he wasn't always the main event but to get to that straight legit wrestling machine 2003 Oh, like I mean, yeah, that was like his fourth year wrestling, <laughs> you know. I, I'm just saying, but, but but we got the patience, for, you know, for 
I don't think the superstar, I mean, the, the fan base has the patience for that. They, they want the right yeah. then and now, and it's kind of hard to build any kind of stars right then and now. And it's, sometimes you got to build storylines. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Okay. Uh, well, look, I, obviously I want like, you know, Drew McIntyre, I want Bobby Lashley to be a threat. You know what I'm saying? But right now I'm like, they only actually be a damn champion. I agree with you, but right now it's like they know the audience is not going to go through a whole Bobby Lashley rebirth, which we should, but they're not going to do it. But now they forced him in this main event. You already know he's getting fed to Drew McIntyre. He's going to lose that match. I don't know about that one. We'll see. You you think Bobby gonna win that match? Hey, all this stuff going on, they might. Like, hey, okay, you know what? Play on the ball. Vince is kind of petty like that, and I don't want him to be yeah. like that. But I can see Vince being petty like that. Well, we got to do something for the blacks, you know. I can't give uh, Bobby Lashley the championship, but they no. did. They gave Apollo Cruz the United States. That was before. I think. <clears throat> well, the, the, the Apollo Cruz thing was happening. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he beat Andrade. He ain't beat no white man. So I'm just saying he beat Andrade. I low key. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. I low key feel like I feel like MVP's bringing back the nation. He could have if he could have know. Ricochet I, and uh, I, Cedric. Well, I mean, he exactly if he brought Ricochet and Cedric in there, that'd be better. Said trying to go for Shane Thorne, think, or the, uh, the beatdown player. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I, I it, it's just that it, it's. But once again, I don't agree. Like Undertaker shouldn't be taking WrestleMania spots from guys. Cena shouldn't be taking WrestleMania spots from guys. Goldberg definitely shouldn't be taking WrestleMania spots from guys at all. And sometimes you need these guys in there to. If you want to bring back old guys to put over, see, see, here's my, because here's my thing, here's my thing with these nostalgia ads. The only reason why people get mad is because it's not the ones they want. Let Stone Cold come out. You hear that glass break? The room is gonna fucking break. Let the you hear if you smell the room is gonna break. They just they they just want the nostalgia acts that they want. That's all it is. They don't. Everybody don't like Goldberg. Not, it's, I don't it's know about that one. I, are you kidding me? No, I'm saying if Stone Cold Rock comes out for a segment, that's fine. They come up for a match and they beating the Fiend or they beating exactly. Roman Reigns. Nobody's gonna. Nobody, yeah. They're gonna be like, "Come yeah. on, really?" You it, think? You think if Stone Cold? You think if Stone Cold beats the Fiend, people would be mad? If it was that same way Goldberg did, yes. It's like this. Stone if if Goldberg from nineteen ninety eight beat the fiend, I have no problem with it. Yes, no, it's fine. I have no Perfect problem design. with that. But that's Goldberg from ninety eight. Goldberg in twenty twenty? Goldberg in twenty twenty. He shouldn't have beat the fiend. The only reason why I was gassing is because it's Goldberg. But, like, no, I, 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 no, I get you because I'll be gas I'll be gassing it too. Because it's Goldberg, but what I'm saying is, even Goldberg, the, the thing about the, the old timers is when they come back, they look like old timers. There's a difference. <clears throat> if you come back right and you look good in a matchup, like okay, I you wasn't watching wrestling at this time. I don't think Prime. You remember when Ricky Steamboat came back for that for that rivalry oh, with Chris Jericho? Jericho? Yes. Yes. When yes. Steamboat came back. They was like, okay, yes. Snooker, you can't even walk no more. Screw you. And they was like, no, you're going on the run. Exactly. <laughs> you are going on a Piper, run. Piper, I was like, Piper, fine, you did okay. 
But you no, know, when they had a handicap match, when Steamboat got in there, they was like, wait a minute, Steamboat can still. Steamboat was springboards over the top rope in his sixth. The man was in his sixties, and he looked good. He looked better than Ric Flair. They gave him like a, a run against Jericho. They gave him. A, they gave him an actual rivalry with Jericho. Now, what happened in the end? Jericho got uh, Ric Flair put Jericho over. That's how it should be. The legend should put over Jericho. But here's the thing. He still looked good enough to do a run. If the Undertaker still looked good, if Goldberg still looked good, I wouldn't mind them come back for a run. But you got to put the, it's like this: if Goldberg looked good, if Goldberg was from '98, then the Fiend should beat Goldberg. But once again, but if Goldberg beats the Fiend, I'm not mad because his goal from '98 he was unstoppable. But if the Fiend beats that Goldberg, do you know how much the credibility the Fiend gets automatically off that win off Goldberg? Yeah, because well, it's like, because it's yeah. Goldberg, you know what I'm saying. But I understand when people get mad, like when when Batista got to come back and have a match with Triple H at WrestleMania. I'm like, you don't need that WrestleMania match with Triple H. I mean, if you want to put over a younger guy, Triple H want to have all these matches with all these legends, or people he works with because he trusts. I get it, but to the point, it's just like when you see Edge come back. I'm like, okay. Edge, well, once again, we we about to see Edge in the greatest wrestling match ever, so we're going to see how he really looks in the wrestling match. But it's just like, okay, Edge should be, is at the age right now where he should be putting guys over. Yeah. That's where Edge I is mean, at Trish, now. I mean, Trish still look good. Yes, Tr- Trish still look good. And, it, and, Tr- and, but, and, and more, more ways than one. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and then, but... What happened? I was just saying, Tri- and, she put, and she put who she bet who she bet on Charlotte. She put Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. She put Charlotte over. Yeah, that's how I think they should be. Cause, like you know, cause they be getting these people excited when they do the reunion shows, and they be like, yeah, so and so is coming back. But when they coming back to fight, I don't think they should be taking those spots or beating those young stars. That's just me. Even though I know it's a nostalgia trip. I, I, mean, I don't want to see somebody that's been retired for 10 years even though they was at the top I still don't want to see them come back and lose to somebody that do this every day and is an up and coming superstar it's, I, that, 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 I do agree with that point like if, if they ever had a, a rivalry with Dolph Ziggler and Shawn Michaels Dolph gets that win he should get that because you got to build new stars that, that, that's also a problem with not just Vince with the stars themselves I mean that's even a problem with Shawn ain't got no hair <laughs> they need to do that with celebrities where they had the celebrities come in and the celebrities get the upper hand on professional athletes yeah like stop you know it, it, it really shouldn't should even be happening that way it's kind of like when they had the table for three and Kevin asked Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles and then they was asking Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles you know if they had a match and then Shawn was like well who would win what you mean who would win AJ Styles you don't need uh-huh. to win anymore, it's, Sean. That's what I'm saying. Like the same one when they was talking about TNA. Exactly. They was like, man, I had gray hair, and they put me over you. That's stupid. But I'm getting money, so I didn't care. He, he was, he was, like, they paid me extra. But, know, that's what I'm saying, like, because I'm a legend. Because that doesn't do anything for Shawn Michaels picking up that win. It don't do anything. And then when you have the Brothers of Destruction coming in and facing D Generation X, that doesn't. It's like that's a nostalgia trip. I don't need. Because we've done these matches before, and then those last good matches we had, you're making me forget what was great about them. You mean to tell me Shawn Michaels got retirement for that? If I want to see Shawn Michaels got retirement for anything, it's to put a younger guy over, a Dolph Ziggler, a Daniel Bryan, an AJ Styles. I'd rather him do that. 
I'd rather him do that. Booker T wants to come out. Then yeah, you come out and, and what did Booker T do when he came when he came back? What did he do? He put guys over. He put Cody Rhodes over. Yeah. And Booker T still looked good, but the thing was, it was like, hey, Cody is the younger guy, so Cody benefits more from being Booker T than Booker T does being Cody. Right, Booker then, T did his thing already. T, what per, what superstar from the night <coughs> would you have come back for? Like for tickets, the ultimate ticket sale. What superstar would what? you have come back? You said which superstar would I have come back for a good ticket sale? Yeah, from the night say this is like. He's gonna send the most tickets ever from him from him coming back to wrestle the Rock. Uh, Seth Rollins or the Rock. The Rock. Okay, so what happens? So in the you match? give the Rock the Rock versus the Monday Night Messiah. Oh, come on, man. So what the happens? The promo in the match? alone. The promo alone would be. <clears throat> the promo alone is gonna sell tickets. You, I mean, you're right for those and big stars. It ain't, it ain't it ain't like the rock ain't got no knees like stone cold or something he is still healthy still pop still strong still working out stupid diet like come on but can, can we argue that Cena should have won that first match yeah I thought he was gonna win the first match for sure I, I, I didn't see that feud. <clears throat> I, I don't know I don't know that few oh, so so the plan I was missed, already to do two matches that. but I was like, it don't need to be two matches. It should be a one-off, and Cena should get that win because yeah, because The Rock was gone for eight years. Um, exactly, like, yeah. and then and to, then even now, I get great. I, I get it for storyline purposes. You know, uh, Rock and Cena beat Truth and Miz. Truth and Miz should have got that win, and it should have been a dirty win. Their heels that did that. This was at the height of the conspiracy era tag team between Miz and uh. Well, I R2. thought that was the end of it. I don't think they did nothing after that. But that's what I'm saying, because they lost. Yeah. Imagine if they would have won. That's what I'm saying. Like the Nexus, for example. Ex- the ne- the- oh, prime example. The SummerSlam. SummerSlam of 2010. Speaking of, speaking of the Nexus, did y'all know Michael Tarver's a Christian rapper? <laughs> oh. Really? <laughs> okay. Yep. Well, probably- I thought that was my least favorite member of the Nexus. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew, I knew that was going to get you yeah. guys. <laughs> wow. Well, God bless him. Uh, Last time I seen him, he was uh, with the uh, bodyguard, or whatever. But he, you know, at that time, the Nexus was hot. They had a hot angle, yes. and then they should have went over. And then Cena didn't want to do the job, and then Cena beat the Nexus, and then what happened? They they lost all momentum. Same thing with Bray Wyatt. The whole feed came back, but Bray Wyatt, well, he he should have beat Cena at WrestleMania thirty. Like, it wasn't just Cena though. Like the people that was in that match, they should have well, been a couple people. They should all rivaled up to say, "Hey, we can't do this to these young guys." Bret Hart knows better, but they Edge did. Better. But Jericho. they did. But Cena is hey. the golden goose at that time. Well, hey, I would have been like, "All right." So Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan should have stopped winning matches back in '97. Okay, and he did. <laughs> Can't win until 2010. Exactly. So I'm like, he do, beat Shawn Michaels. It shouldn't have happened. Have no, but but the bigger disappointment is Randy Orton should have beat Hulk oh, Hogan. That is my the legend. Randy Orton should have beat who? Hulk Hogan in 2006 SummerSlam. Oh yeah. When oh yeah, match. I remember that RKO. Right. Yeah. In, in WWE before yes. he left. That should. If he knew he was leaving, why would you not let the legend killer? Beat Hulk Hogan. That makes sense to beat Hulk Hogan. <coughs> that's the part I don't understand. 
It's like that would have that would put Randy Orton in a, in a stratosphere way before he was even in one, and he yes, lost to Hulk. There's no reason why he should lost to Hulk Hogan. He yeah, was known as the legend killer. He was killing legit. That match he had with McFoley that put Randy Orton on the map, and I'm just like yeah. okay. And then he beat Shawn Michaels. He beat Ric Flair. Undertaker was going to let him beat him, but he said no. I got too much respect for Undertaker. But but Hogan, that's the problem. Because like I said, it's not just about Vince. It's about these guys, these old guys that come back. Because Goldberg said he ain't want to lose to the Fiend. Because the kids look at me as a superhero, so I want to defeat the big bad as superhero. I'm like, bro, it don't work like that no more. It's like the '80s. They said the Fiend. They said the look. Somebody made a nice storyline, but uh, I think it was Eric Bischoff who was like, "Hey, now that's that fantasy book, and you know they don't like that." So they were saying like, "You realize like the Fiend only beats people he had a history with." I mean, he ain't had no history with Goldberg, so he couldn't get inside Goldberg's head with the memories. Oh, okay. Well, he lost the strong. He almost died against Undertaker. I would use that. Yeah, so I mean, but you know, those kind of things like they got to get out of their own head too to make it seem like right. this is this is the glory days, and they're the ones that gotta still be on top of everything. I'm like, no, you I, got, huh? I'm gonna say, I was gonna say, I have a question. I wait till you done. Oh, okay, no, but go ahead. <clears throat> so, do you like how AEW, even though we haven't known any of these people, do you like how they're getting us to know these different stars? For example, like- Darby Allen. Yes, or, or I, like, I like how AEW... Because first of all, see, <coughs> AEW is a good starting point because I wasn't a fan of Orange Cassidy at first. Y'all know that. Yeah. I have grown... Yo, urban, youth, urban youth love Orange yeah. Cassidy. They, bro. Like, yo, what a more the denim. He see the ops put his hands right in his pocket. Like, yeah, yeah. something. Like, right in his... I'm like, oh my God. Like, urban youth are making me like Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And then I've liked the character of Orange Cassidy... And I, I I like the gimmick that he portrays, and I'm like, okay, I can get with this guy because they showcase him more to the point where it's just like, okay, Orange Cassidy is a guy that is just like, you know, I'm very laid back and lazy about everything. I give you the half thumbs up, but then when he be doing them kip ups or doing them dives with his hands in his pocket and the glasses still on, and to the point where it's like, okay, this match is getting serious. I need to really wrestle, and he can do it. Then next guy gets me into Orange Cassidy, and I'm like. They do a good job of that. Where the legends, like Arn Anderson with Cody, does Cody need Arn Anderson? No, not at all. He don't need him. But I'm just saying. But I like having him Arn Anderson out there. I like Jake the Snake with Lance yeah. Archer. But I do think Jake and the Snake. Totally. I yeah. like the use of. I like the use of the old guys. There, because they make the old guys feel important, and they mm-hmm. and they build up the new people too. But then also on top of that, Cody, who's still like in his thirties and stuff like that, he's been in this business for a while. But well, I mean, what? He almost out of there next well, he, year. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll be forty next year. But I'm saying, but uh, but what I'm saying about Cody is Cody knows that. Look, I'm not the I'm not the young guy I was a hardcore Holly back all them years ago. Yep. He yep. knows that he, he puts got he put MJF over. Well. For he, the most part. For the most part. He had a little run of how sorry can I beat these people. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's not an AEW podcast, so I, I, it, I, I, I got you on that one. But yeah, so I do like the use of how they build their stars in AEW that makes it interesting. Like I'm now I'm sorry, Sean Spears, he probably should have stayed at WWE because 
he he he's to me he's he's worse over there now. But I like Tully being with him. But I like him when he first in AEW. I think, he, in my opinion, he's worse than AEW than he is. Oh, he don't do nothing though. He, something having to do was kind of like. Sean Spears went from like trying to be a serious, legit character to being a comedy character in one year. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'd rather you... They should just basically do the perfect 10 again. I'm sure he'll get over eventually. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think... I mean, but like, I, I like how Suge D wasn't nobody, now Pineapple Pete is somebody. Yeah. Yeah, like, they make people. Yeah. So, but... I like how Big Swole was booking. nothing in WWE, but she is something in AEW. Yes, I think booking has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it takes four or five years. It's to called make using your talent, people. What? Well, yeah, exactly. like when well, something catches, I think they should just keep going while WWE don't acknowledge it. AEW mm. catches it and they keep it going. I I do agree because Rusev Day was lightning in a bottle and they did not. Yes, and mm-hmm. they they wow. That's yeah. like if they would have not um the Becky thing Becky got punched if they would have not ran with it that would have been a wasted opportunity it would have been and they wasted a lot of opportunities because they didn't because they didn't do it and that's and well, because somebody that they wanted was against it you know <clears throat> exactly so oh. that's what's going to always hold them back so but guys uh we will you know, that, that was a pretty long podcast right there but I appreciate you guys sticking there with, in there with me having great conversation stuff like that and uh make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com production company we are a part of and check out all the podcasts that's on there to both sides the Luna Pop Luna Pop Horror War Show and the Mark and Dark Show check out all of our stuff on there No Giving Me the Wrestling Podcast Nerdgasm Talk Podcast Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond and Drunk Dark Sober Tongues and soon to be Ballers Lounge check out all that great stuff as well and make sure you guys uh, check out Prime Times Prime Nostalgia Podcast talk about all things uh the nostalgia. If you got a new episode coming up this you week, that, uh, you get that. You get that interview with uh, Eddie Kendricks. Not yet. What well, I did. I, have, just, uh, I just watched the movie yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I did uh, have uh, 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 Marcus Park from uh, Moesha. Oh. So now, okay. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's pretty yeah, cool. cool. Uh, know when you when you when you land that Tatiana Ali interview, <laughs> you better call me. I don't think I went down that. I have somebody. I have somebody that I'm working on. It's like a, I, I probably won't be able to do it because it's gonna be too much of fanboying from that same situation. So I'm, I was like, nah, when you I'm land gonna... that Tatiana M. Ali interview, the M, you better call you the M in there. Yeah, you better call. Him. Also, you better call him. make sure you guys check out Q Flow's album, The War Drum, and. Uh, all his great merch that we got on the realnerdcoalition.com we can find a nerd coalition merch there as well you know what I'm saying I know but right now I'm not going to tell you to, to, to support my stuff I mean I, I appreciate it because you know we, we're black owned also but you know I, I want to support put, black owned businesses yeah. especially now I, I, I support them and also you know put money in the, you know raising awareness donations bail all that kind of stuff you know what I'm saying we, we need we, we use all the help we can get I, we had a very intellectual conversation today you know silence is deafening but I'm glad that you know we got to sit here and talk about this stuff like that talk about the things that we love wrestling as well we'll be back for an in your house review I know I will hopefully Prime will join me some of that when we watch it on Sunday because these, these pay reviews have been very short so I when is that this Sunday this Sunday yeah oh okay well, I'll be at work but I'll, I'll catch you still exactly yeah 
And uh, I hope everybody goes out, you know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be refreshing, they said, in the weather on Sunday, at least up here, because it's been humid and raining and thunderstorming, and we're in phase yellow. And I mean that. I know people. Right, people losing their power, pow- exactly power and all that. Exactly. Like this. I want people to go out there and, you know, like have a good time. Phase yellow, huh? Yeah. Yellow it's a protest tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going tomorrow. You going to? I say I, if if there's yeah, this, it's, it's going to be at the art museum. As soon as I see something pop off, I'm I'm leaving. No, I, I, no, I understand because I, I know that these places to, to be. Florida man runs fast, so you never know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying yeah, no, I, I know, yeah. I know. They're expected to be like you said. Me and my wife, we used to be at Autumn back in the day. Don't I, I, I'll just be honest with you? I'm gonna be honest with you right now. The only thing I'm fearing is getting sick again. I'm just like you know, yeah, just sure. three weeks. What you say, Pro? I ain't. I didn't even know about it. Somebody else might wait two weeks to watch them cases go right. up. I ain't even know about it. My fiance brought it up. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're going. Oh yeah, no, it's a, it's a big. Did they have one around my neighborhood today, and also like like that? So I'm just like, you know, so be, yeah, I heard. Be, yeah, be be safe. Like I said, the, the thing is not dying down; it's gaining power. Wear your mask and your gloves out there for you two down there. Oh, yeah. Also, prime time. Okay. Yes, sir. I got one what? more question. What's up about the, the protest? Did y'all see the video of J.R. Smith beating this man up at a protest? I didn't see the video of him beating him up. I heard about oh, it. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, we'll wait. Talk about that later. Never mind. Off air. That's off yeah. Air. So once again, this is NCM place to be. Trust me, saying the the anime. Uh, damn, wrong podcast. Oh, wow. Wow, my bad. Uh, not Deion Sanders from Prime Time. It's being real. It <laughs> it. The, the band of the reality and a revolutionary you flow oh yeah flow the rookie uh say it loud I'm black and I'm proud <laughs> uh hey man hey man nah seriously though Barry's uh you know it's good talking to you fellas again about wrestling uh especially right now what's going on um y'all be good y'all be safe wash your damn hands we out mm. Yeah, I'm about to go get most of the food. Pass the speech right there. Oh man, hold on now, man. You, see, you gotta say that for Sunday nah, when you open the church I'm back. Tired. Right? I'm too sleepy, man. I gotta uh, be up in the afternoon. Alright, <laughs> and then and then Q Flow, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.